Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, uh, ready for CarCast? Uh, thank you for joining us. We're gonna. Uh, we've got some cool stuff. We've got uh, our buddy Goldberg uh, video chatting with us uh, back in after WrestleMania. I'll give you a little bit of information on that. We'll talk about the crazy Gimbala Porsche GT that was crashed. Some news in the McLaren. Um, uh, some Mustang news and more. All kinds of fun stuff. Before we get started, let me. Uh, Give a shout out to our friends at Geico. Maybe you own your home or rent your home. Either way, it can be a lot of work, but you know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing because you already have so much to do around your home already. So just go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. We're, uh, we're back on our video chat here, and uh, we got Goldberg from his place in, in Texas. I can see you're inside. You're inside the house. Yes. I don't know what, uh, what all this stuff does to your, to your planned construction of garage, and of course, our listeners are excited about podcast studio. <laughs> <laughs> it just means nothing. Everything's on hold. Yeah, no, everything's going, man. The, Is uh, it? the uh, engineering plans were submitted. The uh, the uh, permits are being pulled, and you know, man, that's that's pertinent business that has to take place here. There's construction going on out here, and I think the rules out here are um, just like an apartment complex near me, and whatever. It's just. Uh, 10 guys, I think, can be on the site working at one time. And of course, you know, with masks and whatever safety gear that they, they need to make it happen. But uh, I don't think kind of interesting, kind of exciting. All right, before we kick it off, just a little reminder from our friends at Dodge. Uh, they're offering Dodge Power Dollars. For every horsepower of your new Dodge vehicle purchase, you'll get $10 off. So peeling out a 2019 Dodge Charger RT Scat Pack. No problem. You just got four thousand five hundred and eighty bucks off. There you go. You got your Dodge Cup. You got your Goldberg Cup. That's my, I've got- my Dodge. My Dodge. That's my Dodge Spit Cup, by the way. And you're <laughs> the only person that I can imagine that said that this is a very interesting and exciting time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I got one of those cups too, by the way. Um, that was when you kicked my ass in the thirteen twenty deal. um what's uh what's uh what's a give us a little recap what's going on with uh with with wwe since uh it's a big part of what's going on and and i i get that this company is trying to put on a show in in a world where they rely on live shows and trying to do shows with no audience. And I, I don't have WWE network. I saw some of the highlights. Uh, and I saw that WrestleMania was sort of a two part event. Uh, 
what what's your what's your feeling on that is are they are they it, it was the strangest week or two weeks of my life i think it really was um i don't even know where to begin you know but the fact is that there's not much live on television anymore you know you can watch jimmy kimmel in his in his backyard you know doing his show every night you can yeah. watch conan at his house doing his show you can watch us doing this but there, there are very few quote unquote live events or events, you know, being produced in this last month and being aired, you know, obviously no crowd. Uh, man, I'm, I don't even know where to begin. Like I said, you know, when you leave, when you leave the city that I'm in right now, yeah. if you, if you go uh, outside of a hundred mile radius, you have to quarantine for two weeks. Um. You know, so I go to Orlando, I tape, I go come back here in quarantine. I go back to Orlando, I tape, I come back here in quarantine. Um, it's been, just been like Groundhog Day, number one. Number two, you know, obviously I had a change of opponents at the very last minute. Yeah. You know, Roman Reigns, everybody knows he's, he's got leukemia. And, you know, he's in remission and, and his obviously his uh, immune system's down. And so Yeah, it's too risky. I don't, I don't know why it was even considered in the beginning, you know, except right. for the fact that we'd invested time and, and WWE invested money in the angle and, and the match. And, you know, so t- literally till the 23rd hour, it was still a possibility that he and I were going to wrestle. So plans kind of changed at the very last minute. I did the match with Braun and then it was possible that I could wrestle Roman again before the fifth that obviously fell through um yeah but you know the the mental and physical you know you've seen me go through this stuff could you imagine me being done on friday um my obligations were complete for the year my second match was already wrestled so i was literally done so i come back here on friday and you know jump on the tractor and eat as many bonbons and uncrustables and coke and drink as many cokes and don't go to the gym for five days and then i get a phone call you know in the middle of the week that it's still a possibility so whether it's physical strain or mental strain man it's it's been a very interesting two weeks yeah it's it's weird how it kind of played out because roman Reigns' situation wasn't unknown right like they knew like it, this has been going on for a long time. His, 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 his cancer issue his his treatment, all that stuff. So I'm not sure who really thought he should, he should do this anyway. And you're saying, I, I what I'm saying is, is why did the powers that be wait to the last minute to make this decision? Because, because it wasn't it was like still, it was he woke up in the morning no, but it was still a possibility on his end that he could go through with the match. Right. Um, you know, we, we went to the, the training facility in Orlando. Our temperatures were taken. You know, when we walked in, the place was, you know, scrubbed up and down. There were a very limited amount of people in, in and out of the building. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very controlled. I mean, it was as – I think what happened was somebody was sick and, and Roman heard about it. Um, they, yeah. didn't ha- they just had the flu. But uh, just the fact that somebody was sick in those circumstances, you know, at the end of the day, just couldn't do it. And, That's it. It's just, know, too, pow- it's just too power- risky. Well, no question. But, you know, more power for him to, co- to continually want to get it done. Yeah. Whether, 
whether that's a realistic or unrealistic, you know, from a person in his shoes are concerned, but you know, you gotta, you gotta love the guy because up until the 11th hour, he was still willing to do it. So that's it. He was in, he was in on, on wanting to do this. And I'm sure, you know, it wasn't just his scare. I'm sure he talked to doctors and the doctors are like, by the way, everything is accelerating people getting sick and what they're learning about coronavirus. Like everything is sort of accelerating. So well, yeah. And then you're going it, into Florida, one of the most irresponsible states. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and the, and the first time I went there to film, I mean, it was as if nothing was even going on. People were still hitting the beaches. Um, I know. And, that was so silly. What a bunch of knuckleheads. It was unbelievable. But, you know, and, and, you know, you limit your, the amount of people that you see, obviously you go private travel you have somebody pick you up at the airport. And then, you know, they wait for you until you're done. When you're done, you jump right back in the car and get right back on the plane. Um, so the conditions were such that, you know, it was as controlled as humanly possible. So um, hats off to them, you know, in one respect for, you know, going through with it and, and, and making sure we were comfortable. But, you know, truth be told, at the end of the day, it's, it's Roman's decision and whatever he decided, everyone had to go with because none of us are in his shoes. He's, he's the one experiencing it, so. Yeah. What do, what do you feel like that does to your performance in the ring when you've got a, a last minute change, even if it's somebody that you know? Oh, I'd never wrestled Braun before. We had no story. You yeah. Know, <clears throat> there, there was no lead up to it whatsoever. It was, it was a reality check. You know, this was a time where, Everybody knows Roman's situation, so it's not a fabricated story. It's reality. And so reality was literally playing out right in front of everybody's eyes, um, Braun and I is included. I mean, he, he had no clue that he was going to be doing that match, nor did I. Um, but, you know, in this business, you got to learn to roll with the punches. you got to satiate everybody, and you got to look at the big picture. You know, you got to take everything into consideration at the same time. You, know, you can't risk, you know, injury or, you know, a performance, whatever it is. But, you know, we just had to do our jobs. Yeah. No matter how unprepared we were for it. Um, these guys wrestle, you know, a number of times a week. I wrestle two times a year. So it's a little different story for me. Um, for them, you know, it's it's old hat. It's it's just what they do. So Right. Well, you guys did it. You guys pulled it off. And uh, I think uh, – uh, I think, you know, the current situation is because it affects everybody. We, we understand there are, there are some limitations and changes that need to be made across the board, you know, um, uh, you know, cause so everybody's, everybody's feeling it. And, uh, and thanks to you guys for, you know, doing what you can to provide some entertainment, a little bit of a, of a mental break from, from, well, and, 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 that's, and that's another thing, man. You know, you feel as though you have a responsibility to the public. Yeah. Because um, you do. Um, we're one of the very few entities that are going on right now. And at the same time, you feel as though you're being irresponsible. Um, so it's a fine line, you know, but at, yeah, you know, it's a business. And Vince McMahon's a businessman. He's not, you know, when he was there. So he's not going to ask anybody to do anything that he wouldn't do. So he right. he at least showed up and, you know, people could see that and understand that he was willing to put himself in a situation that, 
you know, was obviously good enough for an older person like himself to be there. You know, and these, these are different yeah. times. Yeah, I keep forgetting that Vince is kind of a kind of an older chap now. <laughs> He's been at this game for a long time. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, getting to some of this car news, talking about some uh, some knuckleheads out there. Uh, I don't know if you got to – I'm sure a lot of you guys at th- at this point have seen the videos, the Instagram videos floating around about this. Yeah, the Porsche, the blue Gimbala, the Carrera GT. First of all, I, I feel bad almost for the Carrera GT at this point on how much damage people have gotten themselves into with this car. It's just like an incredibly unsafe car. You think about the Paul Walker stuff and all the accidents and the crashes and spin outs of this car. It's like, I, I, I mean, listen, I, I'm a fan of Porsche. I love Porsche, but man, you guys made a hell of a beast of a machine here because people cannot seem to control this thing. And remember when uh, the demon came out? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kinda. Yeah. When the demon came out, kind of the same thing. Um, yeah. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. So what the, the crazy part about all this is, is okay. It's a cool car and we get it, but also, a fairly irresponsible driver here. This guy, uh, uh, Did you Benjamin just say Chief. fairly irresponsible? <laughs> yeah, I just right. see the van that he hit. Yeah, so he hits this, uh, I don't know, this Toyota minivan or something like that. Toyota Sienna minivan. And uh, he smashes into this thing on, on basically the empty streets of New York. Screws up his car, smashes the front, window smashed, suspensions broke, and he backs out and tries to drive away, okay? First of all, you effed up, just man up. I don't get that part, right? And uh, tries to drive away. Then there's another video later of, (laughs) of the cops pulling him over. You know, and he gets out of the car and he's standing there. The cops are being kind of cool about the whole thing. You know, they're not... They're not screaming and yelling and get down on the floor. What are you doing? He's just standing on the sidewalk. At one point, he, like, walks back over to his car. I don't know, to, like, get something out of his car. And the dude with the cameras are like, hey, cops, what are, what are you doing? He's going to run. He's going to run again. And they're like, I don't know. This car is pretty much smashed. <laughs> but uh, uh, so this guy, Benjamin Chen, was, like, one of the original uh, founders, co-founder of gold rush rally but i don't believe he's associated with the event at all now so just wanted to be clear about that because uh i don't know there's some there are some people involved with the event that aren't doing anything wrong and um uh and i i think they're kind of giving him he's given him sort of a, a bad name but uh by the way this this carrera gt was a gambala version a gambala mirage only a handful of these done it's how you spend i don't know 600 and something thousand dollars on the carrera gt and then add like another hundred fifty thousand dollars to it uh, to, to hot rod it up uh, this is not the first time he's done something like this years ago i believe he was on the gold rush rally like in 2013 and he was driving the McLaren, uh, uh, one of the 12C uh, Spiders, um, with somebody else in the car. And I believe, I don't know if it was top down, but uh, participating in the rally, hauling ass on a, on a freeway, I think. 
and a truck pulls out in front of him. So he veers off the road to, to avoid hitting the truck and just like jumps a median and hits some grass and ends up plowing into like a storage unit, like a, you know, like a, you know, one of those storage buildings with a, you know, just smashing into somebody's storage unit. And this is the second time, like, by the way, everybody seemed to have walked away unharmed, but um, I don't know. I think after that first crash that you, you, you put your McLaren into a, into a, storage unit if anything your your pride's a little hurt your butt's a little hurt so whatever was going on this week uh in new york uh with this guy driving this car um maybe uh maybe think about think about what you're doing there big guy (laughs) he needs to social distance himself from his license i he really does i'm pretty sure nypd is taking care of that for him now (laughs) i hope so yeah. Well, anyway, uh, crazy videos that are out there uh, for this uh, on this guy, and uh, and and shame on you, dude. Um, be be better. Just be better. Just be better. Uh, Karma's a bitch. I know it is. Um, anyway, so speaking of uh, supercars, uh, one of our favorite cars of all time. You, I, I've talked about it many times. I've used it as a benchmark for our discussions. Is the McLaren 720s. The thing is fantastic. It sounds great. It performs. It does all the things it needs to do correctly. I've driven the coupe, driven the spiders. It's got the neatest little features and stuff on it, like the uh, the uh, the convertible hardtop is a carbon fiber shell, and then you can get an optional glass in the middle. And I don't know for some ridiculous amount of money, eight or nine thousand dollars, you could push the button and it the glass goes to opaque, like a, like a frosted white. You push it again, it goes to clear, like in a sci-fi movie. So uh, if you, not only are you paying like 12 grand for the convertible or 15 grand for the convertible, you can add the panoramic roof with the, with the button. And every, it, it's great for like the Instagram videos and stuff, but uh, you don't use it that much. But I remember driving it and just taking the camera, I'm like hit the button, get some, some cool James Bond kind of Star Trek thing going on. Uh, anyway, cool stuff. So McLaren is saying, you know, how McLaren does their sports car series, their hyper car series, and they have what they call the LT, which is the long tails. And I, I think we saw the 600 or the 650 long tail, which was very swoopy, literally had a long tail. And it was meant to be a high-speed, like, top-speed car. So McLaren has come out with the 765 LT. This is an upgrade above the 720S. Now, it is an LT. It is a long tail, but it's actually only fractions of an inch. I don't even know if it's an entire inch. It's like a three-quarters of an inch longer, something like that. Um, But it does have a little bit of a facelift in the front, which is kind of cool. It's got a good look to it. And... uh, uh, it's supposed to be a bit lighter, um, depending on the options. I think it could be uh, something like 170 pounds lighter. Um, uh, you know, if you get the race seats and things like that, uh, which is which is kind of interesting. And then it gets a little bump in horsepower, 45 horsepower and 22 pound-feet of torque. So it's 755 horsepower, 590 pound-feet of torque. And what's it's the, the same? Uh, the, the total weight is, uh, it's a good question. Let me see if I can 
if I can find it. They're saying, uh, yeah, it's a cool looking car, right? Um, I, I don't have the, the, the number in front of me. I thought it was uh, in some of my specs, but uh, we'll, 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 we'll dig it up and we'll find it. Chris can probably find the weight of the, uh, of the, uh, of the 765 LT, and I will try to... Uh, let me just open up my chat window here so we can uh, look at stuff. So anyway, the base model, the 720S is uh, 299000 bucks. This one is 385000 bucks. So for an extra $86,000, you can get yourself into the 765 LT. But this is interesting. The 765 LT comes with a bunch of options that are standard on the 765 that would normally be optional on the 720S that add up to about 50,000 bucks. So they come with the car. They come with the car. So really the price difference between the 720 and a similarly equipped, you know, 720 and 765 is about 35,000. So it's 35,000. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, it's it's. It's uh, an oil change, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a Bugatti Veyron oil change, right? Um, Thirty-five thousand gets you the upgraded car. It gets you the more horsepower and the facelift, the long tail, and I imagine some exclusivity. Um, the uh, the 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 weight, by the way, was one hundred and seventy-six pounds less than the 720s um it looks badass i i i think it's you know i'm a big fan of the mclarens and um uh as you were off uh uh, doing wrestlemania i spent uh a weekend uh sort of self-isolating in a lamborghini uricon evo spider and uh by the way chris is saying under three thousand pounds for the car 2963 yeah that's it makes all the difference in the world, right? Well, 150 pounds less than the 720 and 40 something more horsepower. That's that's yeah. substantial. Um, yeah, it, it scoots along. Uh, it scoots along pretty good. I think they've got to tune the transmission and everything is all tuned to be uh, like 15 percent quicker uh, shifts and overall acceleration. So they 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 are able to put this power. To, to the ground, which is incredible because of the two-wheel drive car. It's not all-wheel drive. And the 720S um, is is good. It can be a little bit of a handful, but it's good. But anyway, that um, the Lamborghini, I got into it a bit uh, uh, last week. We had Alistair Weaver on the show. He, he had just uh, driven the new Porsche 911 Turbo S. And, uh, and I drove the, uh, the Lamborghini. Um, now we had the Lamborghini Huracan, and then we got a hotter version. We got the Performante, and then this Evo, this next generation, is essentially the Performante engine and some things they learned from that car on dialing in the suspension and made it the base model. So the Evo is as quick, if not quicker, than uh, than the Performante on the on the previous platform, if you will. It's good to hear they did something with the suspension because that Performante was a little rough. It is a little rough, yeah. This is a little bit better riding version of that, although just as quick. Now, I will tell you, and I I mentioned this on the show, is you're not going to fit in it. 
it's no. I, especially the spider version. Maybe I'll be able to get the coupe version and let you know. But the one I drove, the spider, also all-wheel drive and all-wheel steering. And I thought it was fantastic. But I couldn't get myself comfortable in this car. And I'm a tiny dude. And uh, Alistair said he actually got in the car. I don't know if he drove it much, but he had a hard time fitting in it. And obviously, he's giant. He's like 6'4", but he weighs like... 87 and a half pounds <laughs> and uh uh he couldn't he, like he couldn't get comfortable in his sort of in, a, in his tall lanky guy way as well so um it's tough to get into some of these supercar convertibles with the rear engine the bulkhead for that engine is so close back and every time you try to lean the seat back you have to move the seat forward and then you guys get it. And then you're now your knees are jamming into the steering wheel. And if you move the steering wheel way up, you can't see the gauges. So it's just a, it's just a weird combination. So, um, uh, I had a little bit less of that issue in the McLaren. Um, I'm curious to see if, uh, uh, if some of the newer ones like the McLaren GT, um, has any of those issues. Um, and if the Lamborghini coupe, uh, does, but the Lamborghini was fantastic. It sounded great. I will tell you this is, the naturally aspirated V10 is fantastic. 640 horsepower. Uh, the, the sound it makes is undeniable. As much as I like the McLaren, the, the McLaren sounds good when you put it really into the sport modes or open up the exhaust because the turbos will always bring down the sound a little bit. And with no turbos on a V10, there's, there's, far things that sound as good as that by the way the aventador sounds as good as well so mclaren with an aftermarket exhaust maybe or just running some straight pipes with out of the turbos and the catalytic converters is probably what people are doing um but uh the car was great it was a gorgeous blue um it's the right color combination it had the carbon ceramic brakes had all the good stuff on it but uh, you know, it also starts to get up there in price with almost eighty-five or ninety thousand dollars of options. It was like three hundred sixty-three thousand bucks. So, uh, when um, you when you say that number, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't scoff for one second buying that new seven sixty-five over that perfect new Performante. Yeah, I, 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 I would agree. I would just question the optional sports seats in the McLaren, because you look at the pictures of the sports seats and you're like, I just don't see that happening. <laughs> it just seems uncomfortable. I would, I would gladly sacrifice 40 pounds of additional weight for the more comfortable traditional seat out of the 720 or whatever uh, seat that is available in it. But, but you're right. This, this car looks badass. the fender vents and the, and the new front fascia and, and all that stuff looks good. I, I, I'm all in on, on the McLaren. But I am interested in trying the Lamborghini in a, uh, a sort of a lighter weight two-wheel drive version, which they said they will have available to me uh, later this year. So um, we'll be able to, to try that out as well. And you get sort of the tail-happy version of the car like the, like the way the McLaren is. But I'm really um, interested to hear uh, Alistair's impression of the new 911 because I've heard nothing but great stuff about that car. He he says it's fantastic. When we recorded the show last week, his full driving impressions and his video were embargoed, but it is available now. Uh, it should be at Edmunds.com or Edmunds.com slash road noise. Um, but uh, I, I think today or, or yesterday, the embargo was lifted and, 
everybody's information is coming out saying how fantastic it is. And it's interesting because we were sort of comparing, you know, the paperwork, just the, uh, the, the printed numbers between the Lamborghini and, uh, and the Porsche, both wildly different sort of configurations, rear engine, rear mid engine. And, and, um, but, uh, both basically automatic transmissions, both all wheel drive, both 640 horsepower, but one six cylinder turbo, the other naturally aspirated V10, both zero to 60 in about 2.4 seconds, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, we're, we're just getting into batshit crazy numbers here, right? And, uh, uh, and those cars with the electronics and the all wheel drive and everything, it, it, it puts that power down to the ground you know, pretty, pretty, pretty good, much different than, you know, some of the other things that you and I enjoy, you know, the muscle cars and, you know, the Hellcat, you know, like the red eye I drove a while ago that you drive as, as one of your daily drivers, fun car, but good luck getting traction. that thing. even when we drag race these things all over, even the, you know, the 13 twenties with half the horsepower, <laughs> good luck getting traction. They're fun, but, but that's the fun in it. Yeah. That's, that's the, the fun. Lure. Yeah. It's a different beast, uh, completely a different beast. But anyway, I thought the McLaren was kind of a neat thing, especially just coming out of um, out of the Lamborghini. Uh, it's it'd be interesting to to test out one of these um, one of these seven sixty fives. I don't know. Uh, everything's kind of limited, so uh, not a lot offered in in the press fleets. What they typically do, like they did with the Porsche, everybody's coming out with news on the Porsche, the 911 Turbo S, and everyone's posting pictures of the red Turbo S because um, the way that works is a handful of, of journalists get invited to attend an event, and then they all get their turn with the vehicle, which is similar to what I did, um, uh, you know, the past couple of years, like when I said, hey, I went to Portland to drive the Ford Explorer, I went to you know, Carmel to drive the Lincoln. It's a, it's a ride and drive event that you talk to the engineers and stuff. It's different than the press cars that we get, you know, out here and where we get to spend, you know, almost a week in it, or unless it's a crazy supercar, it's usually like three days and you kind of do it on your own, photograph it on your own, doing the thing. But um, it is nice to actually try both of those. Eventually that Turbo S might end up in the press fleet, but uh you know, the, one of the big events that I did last year that I talked to you guys about was the new Shelby GT500. Went to Vegas with a bunch of people. They had about 15 cars out there. They broke us into teams, and we drove through the canyons. We drove on the freeways, and then we hit the road race course and at Vegas Motor Speedway, and then we hit the drag racing course, and they had their engineers and their instructors showing us the launch control. Um, but... Uh, how is that car really just sort of living it with day to day? Uh, we'll find out as well. I've got uh, a GT500 scheduled uh, as a press car now in in mid May, so hopefully that still happens. But uh, uh, anyway, just a, for those of you who don't know, that's just a little bit of a background on how some of these things work and how journalists get invited to these events to, to get their impressions of the car. And, you know, Bill, you've done a few of these things, you know, some of the press cars and the Raptor down on your own property and stuff. Um, I was, uh, you know, it's some, some of the larger companies, 
the Toyotas and Lexuses of the world. They have press cars, some fleets available in some more locations, you know, uh, LA, San Francisco, uh, Texas, New York, Detroit, but um, some of the supercar companies don't. Uh, I've been pushing on, uh, uh, on uh, Aston Martin to get you a press car uh, in Texas and they don't have a fleet in Texas, but, mm-hmm. but the next time you are coming to LA when all this coronavirus settles down, <laughs> you're going to come out, come out. Well, you're going to have to come out here and film something, right? You're going to have to come out, do some more NCIS or Goldbergs or something like that. And when you do, you know, if you planted three or four days, you're going to be in town. Maybe we can arrange to get you in, uh, to get you in one of the, uh, one of the Aston Martins, because I want to find out, what you think of sort of the high-end GT luxury supercars mm. versus, I mean, you've, you've, you've squeezed yourself into a Ford GT and, uh, and a few other cars. Uh, let's see what the Aston Martin does for you. Obviously, we're big fans of the Valkyrie. That's, that's, that's a crazy-looking car. Jeez, and, um, that's, that thing is absolutely gorgeous. And, uh, and our friends at Aston Martin, a good buddy of mine over there, uh, Nathan, has been in the car business forever, um, uh, heard the show, said thanks for the shout out, and love to get you guys in some cars. By the way, I told him to say, hey, I, I definitely want to drive the DBS Superleggera, the lightweight, you know, DB DB11 version. I said, but but I'm curious to just try their SUV. We've tested a million SUVs over here, and the idea of an Aston Martin SUV is it is it cool? Does it does it does it exude what you want from an Aston Martin or does it come off as gimmicky? I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know, uh, you, you know, how it is. I mean, I, I thought I, I tested the Bentley Bentayga SUV and as, as nice as it is, it was tough to say spend a hundred thousand dollars more than the nicest Range Rover to get the Bentley. I can see that, you know, but then I drove the Rolls-Royce Cullinan SUV. And it does have more Rolls-Royce in it. And the ride is fantastic. And, and Rolls-Royce has what they've, what they've called the magic carpet ride. And it's just the way it glides over the road. Mm-hmm. It is, I'm telling you, as, as a road trip car, the Rolls-Royce is probably the nicest thing you can get into. And, uh, uh when you think of sort of the image and you know, kind of the old man, sort of the wealthy old man image and stuff that gets associated with that car, you you once you get in and drive. It's funny because uh, I've told this before, but we had it a few years ago, and uh, Adam and I and his kids, like we we drove it to Monterey Car Week, and when it showed up, Adam's like, I don't know. It's not really my style. It's kind of big. It's very Rolls Royce-y. And then we're driving there. Uh, you know, and stretching his legs on a couple of open roads. And, uh, and he's like, I, I kind of get it now. Like, I kind of get it. Like, you can't even tell, you can't tell the difference between 12 miles an hour and hundred miles an hour. It's just quiet, smooth and glides over the road. And so smart. Like they took, I think when BMW wasn't doing uh, F1, uh, the BMW Williams team, they, instead of firing a bunch of people, they took a bunch of those F1 engineers they moved them over to Rolls Royce and said, what can you do for me? And they developed a transmission that uses GPS and, uh, 
and some other, I don't know, like a Google Maps thing. And it, it sees the road ahead of you and it predicts the topography of the road, the ups and downs of the roads. So the engine, the transmission prepares itself in advance in split seconds for the road ahead of you. So if you're going to be climbing up a hill or going through a dip, the transmission is already getting itself ready to make it as smooth and seamless as possible. It's the, it, you can only do that with a bunch of like F1 engineers and an unlimited budget and go, well, what's this going to cost? How much is it going to cost to put it in the car? And they go, who gives a shit? The car's $400,000. We've got some room to play with here. It's not like they're trying to say, hey, we need the best car possible and it can't crack $69,000, right? They're like, no, if it adds an extra $1,200 to the price, no one's going to give a shit, right? No. No. So uh, anyway, uh, just ranting about all that stuff. We got some cool cars coming up. Um, uh, Hopefully we'll be able to spend some time in uh, those cars. We talked about the muscle car stuff as well. And uh, and yeah. Have you heard the the latest in the Dodge space? Yes. You probably have a little bit more inside track on this than the rest of us. So you could pick your choose wisely as to not get in trouble by the man. But um, but out here, typically, we have Spring Fest. And uh, you and I went there. We drag raced there. We had a big show there. We met with the Speed Corps guys out there. It's a fun event. They let us drag race a couple of 1320s. Uh, and they had the, uh, the Charger wide body there. At the time, it was wrapped in camo. And then later, you did the commercial with that car. Um, and now they're saying, uh, well, we knew, we knew of a Hellcat charger wide body but it's only been rumors about a red eye version the 797 horsepower version and now it's looking more like those rumors are going to be true and i can see the grin on your face (laughs) as we do this uh who knows you may have one in the garage right now that you're not supposed to tell anybody about one one word elephant elephant yes oh well that would be that would be interesting if we can get a thousand horsepower version of this thing. There's some rumors out there that they're going to shove one in a uh, charger. You, limited, you, limited production. Limited production. Yeah. Okay. Two wheel driver, all wheel drive. Cause here's, here's kind of my gripe about this is, is they're fun to toss around. The two-wheel drive is crazy, you know, trying to get that power down to the ground. Um, but we have a Challenger Hellcat Red Eye. It's fun. The Charger is the four-door version. Why not differentiate it a little bit more and offer a Charger Hellcat Red Eye all-wheel drive? It's possible. I mean, they've toyed around with it. You see the the police interceptor cars; they're all wheel drive. Yeah. Um, you see what Speedcore did with with their wide body charger. Um, yeah, they run. Oops, sorry about that. See, that's Dodge calling. They heard. They knew what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, pipe down on that uh, elephant uh, talk, there, big guy. <laughs> no, I no, I I only exclaim it because I saw it online. You know, yeah. Uh, that's the only reason why I mentioned anything about it, but there's, there's talk, you know, a couple different versions, a couple different body styles, um, the possibility that they could shove a elephant in there. And I gave my two cents and my two cents were, uh, 
that all of them should be six feet. Oh, all of them should, should be six feet. I don't know if they, if Tremec has a manual transmission that can confidently handle that kind of power, knowing that people are also going to hop it up. Never right? know. Yeah. Um, I, I know you can get some big power out of those, but look, if anybody can, can make this happen, it is Dodge in theory because the all-wheel drive platform that they're using in the Trackhawk, we already know, is basically rated to like 800 pound-feet of torque and, and then some when you start getting into half shafts and stuff. Uh, they're running 1,000 horsepower all-wheel drive. You mentioned speed course all-wheel drive uh, charger, which they run on four slicks in drag race. I'm sure they, they've beefed it up a little bit, but not so much that they need to reinvent the wheel. I don't think they're you know, making billet gears and in the transmission. I, th- I think they just did some half shafts and a couple things on maybe how to, to, to bolt that thing to the chassis uh, to make it work. So it can handle a good amount of power. So having a, an, an all-wheel drive charger red eye I think would be would be impressive. But that being said, a two wheel drive version as well is going to be is going to be uh, is going to be kind of fun. Oh God, yeah. Any, any yeah. you know, at, at this time, the um, automotive world is clamoring for nice little tidbits like that. So uh, when I saw it, I kind of went nuts. And, um, I'm sure others did too. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I got some Mustang news before we wrap up. And, uh, and since we're on the topic of Dodge, I'm going to remind, remind you guys about our friends at Dodge. Uh, you know, I'd say hurry into your local Dodge dealer, but you know what? Hurry onto your email and just send them an email. Maybe give them a call. Uh, talk to your Dodge dealer where they bring you performance, technology, and great deals. There's never been a better time because right now Dodge is offering power dollars. And as you guys know, with Power Dollars, you'll get $10 off for each horsepower of your new car. Every 2019 Dodge Charger, every 2019 Dodge Challenger, it doesn't matter. That means you can pull away in a 2019 Dodge Charger RT Scat Pack with 485 horsepower and receive an almost $5,000 cash allowance. So you get more power, you get more off. It's that simple. So hurry over to your uh, computer. Reach out to your local Dodge dealer today and take advantage of Dodge Power Dollars. I think they should step up and move that to 2020 vehicles at this point. Yeah, you know, uh, that's a good question. I don't know if it's applying to the 2020s, but... Uh, it doesn't. I, I'm, I'm sure they're going to... I'm, I'm <laughs> sure they're going to come up with something. Um, all right, we're going to... I got a, a, another show wrapping up. By the way, later this week... Uh, Adam and I are going to be doing CarCast. we got our friend, uh, IndyCar driver and current reigning IndyCar 500 champion, Simon Pagano, uh calling into the show, uh, video chatting with us. Tell us about Indy 500 and their iRacing program that these guys are doing and uh, all kinds of fun stuff. And what does it mean that his boss, Roger Penske, bought IndyCar and the Indy 500 racetrack as well, the Indy uh, track. So, uh Means he uh, can practice there a lot more. I guess that's what it means. It means he can practice. If nothing um, else. Uh, so uh, they're, they're trying to make a best of this situation like the rest of us. Um, uh, anyway, before we wrap up, this is what we know. We've been hinting at this for a while, that the Mustang Bullet, 
which I drove and loved. I thought it was the most bang for the buck, especially in that lineup. For about 50 grand, you get a retuned magnetic ride, six-speed transmission. Uh, but the upgraded Tremec that you mentioned uh, out of the GT350, you get that in the bullet. Um, uh, additional horsepower. It's it's the all-around best of uh, of the world if you don't want to spend the big money on on the gt350s uh but you want something a little bit more special than the normal gt this has everything that you expect on it but that was always meant to be limited run a couple of years uh as well as the gt350 uh, so the rumors for a while were about a new uh mustang mach 1 coming out not to be confused with the mach e all electric right so the mustang mach one uh is apparently going to be a part of the new lineup so we will have four mustangs in the lineup we will have the base ecoboost the four-cylinder turbo we have the ecoboost high performance which uh i recap for you guys i drove up in uh sausalito um i like the idea of the four-cylinder turbo high performance. I think they should have called it the SVO to, you know, pay homage to the 84, 85 SVO. Um, but so the, uh, the EcoBoost, the EcoBoost high performance, the Mustang Mach uh, GT, uh, and then the Mach 1, and then the GT 500. So we have uh, five, I guess, in the lineup um, in that order. And the GT 500, we know is insane. We know it's crazy, but it's also about 80 grand between 80 and 100 grand, depending on the options. And the GT 350 will be dropped from the lineup. It was, we knew it was going to happen. It was bound to happen. It was meant to be limited run. Um, also the GT 350, although you can get it now as a 2020 model, it still has the analog gauges and stuff where all the new Mustangs for over a year now, including the bullet has the full TFT screen, has the full digital screen with all the different configurations and stuff in it. So the Mach one, let's assume would have that. What I am anticipating is either a hotter version of the five liter uh, instead of the 460 or wherever we are now, the maybe 480 horse in the bullet, either something similar to that, or we will get a naturally aspirated 5.2 liter in the Mach 1, but possibly without the flat plane crank. I think it'll be a conventional crank version of the GT350 engine. Uh, the GT500 has a similar engine, no flat plane crank, but it, the whole thing is beefed up to handle the supercharger. So I think it would be kind of cool to see the EcoBoost four-cylinder turbo uh, turbos, the five-liter in the GT, a naturally aspirated 5.2-liter in the Mach 1 to replace the GT350, and then the supercharged 5.2-liter in the, in the GT500. That would be a great lineup. And uh, everything would, I'm sure will be available with a manual transmission, except for the GT500. Um, but anyway, interesting lineup. As you guys know, I'm a fan of the Mustang, and I can't no. wait to, to see. Oh, you you can see behind me uh, my uh, rendering of of one of my one of my cars. But uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up uh, here so we can get on before to the, you uh, before you get out we just we talked about that tremic and its ability to handle up to a thousand horsepower i yeah. have uh um we'll throw a shout out to our buddy will Beatty and center force because the uh, carbon chart carbon challenger 
that I've got with a little little less than 1,100 horsepower hasn't given me one problem tranny-wise or clutch-wise yet because of uh, center force. So thank you, guys. Yeah, I, I think there's a way to do it for sure. And uh, uh, But what we do in the aftermarket with our cars is a little bit different than sort of the base ratings that the manufacturers need to come up with. Um, but, uh, I'm all with you. I, I have the, the Tremec Magnum in, uh, in both the, um, Mustang Cobra project cars with mm-hmm. center force clutches in, in both of them. And, um, and I sat down with Will and I said, this is what we're doing for this engine. This is what we're doing for that, for that engine. One's the conventional, you know, a 302 iron block push rod engine, completely different bell housing and clutch package. And the other one is, is coyote engine mod motor. And, and again, so he's like, we can make it work, similar feel, similar power, completely different engine. One's a high, high revving, high horsepower. The other one's a little bit lower revving, you know, heavier to spin. And those guys made it, made it work. Um, and I love that, uh, that engineering on their part. But um, uh, all right, guys, uh, appreciate that. Appreciate you uh, listening to the show. And uh, uh, we appreciate your nice reviews and kind words on iTunes and on social media and uh, all that stuff. So um, thanks, man. Bill, thanks for, uh, for coming in on, uh, on Zoom. It's good to see your face, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, just call me Farmer John now. Yeah. I'm, I've traded in my Charger and the, and the Challengers for a Kubota. I'm social distancing. <laughs> That's right. Well, the entire property is social distancing. There's nobody near you guys. <laughs> you I feel to... guilty, man. I really do. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, we all want certain things for our with our lives, but having to be quarantined out here is no fair. You know, there's just so much to do, and there's so much space. I really feel for these people that are in apartment complexes and condos, and you know, play. I, yeah, you know, so. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going sit and revel in the fact that I got this property, but it was the, it was the proper time to move to Texas. Let's it was say. interesting how you guys were already there and doing that before any of this hit, and uh, uh, it's it's good and fortunate, like you said, that you were able to actually make the move and get everything kind of done out there. Granted, the garage needed to be built, but we knew about that. Uh, yeah. Get settled in out there before uh, shit hit the fan, basically. But. Uh, no um, doubt. We'll be safe, my friend. All right. Thank you, cool. everybody, tuning in. Thanks, guys. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com. Guys, thanks so much for listening. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about our friends at Geico. Uh, It doesn't matter if you own your home, you rent your home. Either way, I know it can be a lot of work. So bundling your policies, your homeowners and renters insurance with Geico makes it super easy. And it's a good thing because you have so much to do already, especially these days. So just go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's geico.com to bundle your home and auto policies. 
Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.